Welcome back to Open Your Door. Before we begin, let's take a moment to say a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit to come down and be with us. I pray that you lower the walls and you speak for me. Help my words be concise and clear. Lord, give us your blessing. In your name I pray. Amen. I want to talk about not just faith. Before we do, I want to get your Bibles out. Turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Joshua needed a copy for himself, but why? He wanted to constantly consult it so that his way might be made prosperous. Yes, there was a copy up in the sanctuary, but that wasn't good enough. See, those who are obedient to God lack nothing that is good. In the book of Psalms, chapter 1, verse 2, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. It says his delight is in the law. It does not say it's his hardship. Psalms 119 kicks it up a gear. In verses 1, 2, 3, 10, and 11. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with their whole heart. They also do no iniquity, they walk in his ways. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. We also read in 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 through 3. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loves him, that begat his love also, that is the begotten of him. By this we know we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. All that a man can do without Christ is polluted with selfishness and sin. It is the grace of Christ alone, through faith, that can make us holy. The opposite and no less dangerous error is that belief in Christ releases men from keeping the law of good. That since by faith alone we become partakers of the grace of Christ, our works have nothing to do with our redemption. That was taken from a book called Steps to Christ, pages 59 and 60. Many times it is said that all I need to do is believe in Jesus and I'm saved. It's a done and deal. Friends, I'm here to say sorry. The Bible is straightforward regarding that thought process. I have been told the law was done away with at the cross, referring to Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, blotting out of the handwritten of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. This will be the first time I have crossed this line, this line that fringes on Bible truths and Bible doctrines. For so many people over the last few months, I have talked about the importance of commandments, importance of prayer, faith, keeping Christ as your foundation, allowing him in, accepting him. This is choices that we make. 
The Bible clearly states to the commandments to keep the commandments from start to finish. Not to mention the fact that the dragon will make war on the remnant of her seed that keeps the commandments. Regarding Revelation chapter 12 verse 17. The verse in Colossians mentions handwriting. God quotes the Ten Commandments and he wrote the message in Babylon. Moses wrote out the ordinances and they rested on the side of the Ark of God. See, the Ark of God was where the Ten Commandments were kept. They were placed inside the Ark. The commandments, as we've talked about, identify sin. What I mean is in Romans 8, 7, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I have not known sin but by the law. For I had not known lust except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. So the law here is the Ten Commandments. When we think of the commandments, we can also think of it as a moral law. The law identifies God's character or God's government. It allows us to identify what juxtaposes with it. So, the Ark has the commandments or moral law placed inside of it. But on the outside is the Mosaic law or ordinances. These will determine what you must do in case you break the commandment. It determined the punishment for the crime. It gave great detail how the feast was to be held, what was to be eaten, and how things are to be done. It spoke of sacrificing lambs for sin. Well, we know that Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. In John chapter 1, verse 29, The next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away sin of the world. We know that Jesus came to be the ultimate sacrifice. We also know that the Passover feast was done away with it with the Last Supper. In Matthew 5, chapter 17, Jesus says, Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Jesus was coming to fulfill the ceremonial law. We read in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink, or in respect of an holy day, or of a holy moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are the shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. The Israelites had many different feasts that dedicated what to eat and what to drink. When Christ came, he systematically fulfilled these and he ended them. The old ordinances were being done, done away with. No longer were we to constantly do the ceremonial things. We had Christ. In John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He replaced all the ceremonies. He replaced all the sacrifices. Nay, he fulfilled them. He even stated in verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. God's chosen people were the Israelites. They forsake Christ, though. Christ then turned to the Gentiles. He never changed the commandments. He changed the ordinances. In Romans chapter 2, verses 24 through 27. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you. As it is written, For circumcision verily profiteth if thou keepest the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore... If the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? And shall not uncircumcision 
which is by nature, if it is to fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and the circumcision does transgress the law. Or the Gentiles or non-Israelites are not circumcised, but by nature they are keeping the righteousness of the law, then it does not matter. This is another example that the old ordinances were done away with, that the chosen people who shunned Jesus were the chosen people anymore. Thus, why would their ceremonial apply? Now, if Jesus did away with the moral laws or the Ten Commandments, why in Romans chapter 3, verse 31, do we then make void of the law through faith? God forbid, yeah, we establish the law. We, through faith, believe that Jesus is the Lamb of God. By faith, we believe that Jesus died for our sins. By faith, we believe we have a mediator, a high priest, that suffered as we suffer. The Israelites had their ceremonial laws to teach them what to do, how to act, and they knew what was considered a sin due to the Ten Commandments. But they didn't understand the how or the why. They were given instructions, as it were. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 24 and 25, it puts it much more clear. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster, to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified in faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. The purpose of it was fulfilled. We no longer needed something to show us Christ. We had Christ. Here is the issue, plain and simple. In Revelations chapter 12, verse 12. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath. And 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 through 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if he ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Satan is crafty. I am not saying that every pastor is evil. I am not saying that at all. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 and 16, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening, ravaging wolves, you should know them by their fruits. When the Bible clearly stresses the importance of continuing to keep the commandments, why are there messages that we should not? When the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God. Now of works, lest any man should boast. John 17, 17. Sanctify them by the truth, by your truth, your word is truth. Allow the Bible to answer all questions. No longer stand for tradition. We are to change to the scriptures, not bend the scriptures to us. James chapter 1 verse 5 and 6. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Instead of going along, seek the Lord. Ask for wisdom. Allow scripture to prove itself. There's two things I want to address. 
in Revelations chapter 12, verse 17. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God. And 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. The commandments are instituted by God, not by man. The commandments show God's government, not Satan's. The idea that we are saved by faith alone is a ploy that Satan used all the way back in the garden. In Genesis, he convinced Eve and Adam to eat of the fruit. Even though God said, if you eat it, you will surely die. Satan said, surely you will not die if you eat from it. The commandment or the rule given by God is wrong. Satan is continuing to say, surely you will not die. The commandments or rules given by God are wrong. You don't need this. You won't die. We are all given free choice to choose our own path. The question you need to ask is who do you choose? In Joshua we read that following and adhering will make us prosperous. In First John we read it's said to keep the commandments so we may have the truth. In Revelation it says keep the commandments because Satan hates that you do and blessed are they that keep them. Brothers and sisters throughout the entire Bible front to back it says keep the commandments. It doesn't say keep partial commandments. It doesn't say that you can do whatever you want to do, continue with your day without ever having any godly sorrow. It says keep the commandments. Keep on the path. In closing, who do you choose? God's government or Satan's government? God bless.